It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think Stevie's told this in his book, Annie, where I went into his uh, room with England and asked him to sign for United. You tapped up Stevie G? Check sign outside the stadium of life. I see him getting his car, I get a text. I write, thanks for the chat, I'm going to Bolt. <laughs> I parked next to this car, but was parked on the wrong side, massive seven series BMW. He came out, it was Dennis Burkamp. I said, what's happened? He said, yeah, it was just signed. I was like, oh. Dennis just signed. I was like that yesterday, I saw him in Selfridges. Sunderland, <laughs> <laughs> people would say, oh, it's bleak. Where was Dwight York when you tried to sign him? York, he was in Sydney. On holiday, I was playing. The pips in the tangerine are a disgrace. Ian, you lied to me, you brought it. Cara. Oh, seriously? Oh, that old thing. Cara, seriously? Feel the weight of that. Beautiful. I thought you said you never brought it. Exactly, lied. I lied. Oh, Can't people tell lies anymore? Oh, my God. <laughs> How beautiful. <laughs> is that, what's that made out of? Yeah. I don't know. It says golden boot. Why don't I talk about anything else what it's made out of? It's gold. <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Can't believe I never... Why are you being like that with me, Gary? I, Why are you belittling my boot? I, 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 I love that boot. Not as much as me. How many goals did you score, right? That's, what, that season, for that one. I scored 29 in the league and five in the cup, so 35 that year. Well done. How many pens? Can't remember. Couple, I took the pens towards the end. I took a couple of pens, but they were. Takes it away from me. It doesn't. Give me my boot. Shut your mouth. Give it to me, you. Beautiful. No, no, never feel like. Roy, it. Roy, why, why are you eating dairy milk already? How can you take that away when? Um, it's beautiful. You know what? I, 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 you know what's good about this? One? We've got pips in Satsumas again. Gary, um, Gary Lineker was on. Okay. Gary Lineker was on it as we're well. We're in January now, and we've still got pips in Satsumas. Patrick on the last day. Yeah, you done them, didn't you? Yeah, and the thing is, because he was retiring that year, he had to score a hat trick. Are you? I did. Who? Because he was reti- Gary Lineker. Because he was he was retiring that year. Um, they gave, he, he won everything. I think he won everything. Player of the year. I thought I was really close for that in that, that season. What year was that, Ray? Sorry. It was ninety one, ninety two. 
the season just when Premier League when it just started. So a few weeks before he's got played the year because everyone thinks he's going to be top goal scorer. Yeah. Yeah. And like we went into the last game, Southampton, and he was two in front. I think he was no, he's one in front, and then he scored. So he's two in front. So I needed to score a hat trick. I didn't even know at the time. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. When I came in, <laughs> when I came in, when I came in, and knowing that it would have been wrenched from him. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It made me happy because I thought I was I was hard done by that season because I went from Palace to Arsenal. Everyone's saying, "Oh, let's see how he gets on." Ninety-two. Uh, yeah. So it was a and season. You, ne just you, you never won the Euros, did you? No, I won the Golden Boot. Didn't even go to the Euros. Yeah. It was yeah. good. This was good for me to see instead of that. Ian, that's the coolest outfit I've seen you have on. I see, I see, it's really yeah. nice that. I like that. Yeah. Pretty green. I green, see it. Yeah, yeah. Liam Gallagher, my that, guy. Yeah, that's nice. Does he still own it? I love Liam Gallagher. Does he still own it? He, he released. I'm not, I don't know if, he, if he's he released a collaboration. We've added that. He, well. he saw what you had on last week, and you went for that, didn't you? Nice I'm always a week yeah. behind. <laughs> I'm always a week behind. I'm wearing pretty green in two weeks. <laughs> Gal, I'll just say that looks really good. That looks really good on you, Gal. No, this is not what no, you. I like the double zip. He did. He had, he had, he had the little t-shirt, the little. You wore it on match of the day. Yeah. 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 I've worn this before. This is no. Yeah, this yeah. is just no. It's simple. It's just boss. It's just boss. It's just boss. I mean, yeah. You look good, bro. Yeah, you look good. Did you Christmas sales? Did you do wrong? Did you do wrong? No. You have a stylist, though, don't you? I don't have a stylist, Roy. You don't need a stylist. He's sitting across me. No, there's a guy. Look at what I'm wearing. He hasn't got a stylist, but there's this guy at Sky. There's a guy at Sky, basically, who one of the cameramen or something tries to influence the way in which we tell him what you did at the start of the season with him. Oh, I brought him. So I don't throw clothes away, right? So I've got clothes from like 10, 12 years. <laughs> Who'd have thought it? <laughs> so what did he do? I brought in all my clothes down from London. Every, every, in my car. Any, any bit of clothes. Everything, I had. Everything. All my suits, everything. Right. And hung them all up and I said, right, what goes with what? What needs throwing away? What needs... And I, I literally went through it all with him. All your clothes. In the so he hasn't got a stylist? I just, I want some advice, Roy. It's a stylist. What, what, why don't you get rid of clothes? What? Why, why, do you, why are you holding? Are Roy's, you holding? Roy's got a stylist. I saw uh, Tim a couple of weeks ago from... <laughs> You're an egg, you are. He goes to a little shop in Oldley Edge and Rod goes in, you know what I mean? Rod doesn't usually smirk like that. <laughs> to be honest, ah. I've got a stylist. My, my lady just... Yeah, you have a stylist? Of course I do. Oh, right, wow. Help me with my stuff. And Cara goes to a, a, a shop in Liverpool called Sato. Sato Union Sato. 22. Little, 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 Union little shops. Is it a cheeky shop? Yeah, 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 little cheeky yeah. number. Yeah. Little cheeky yeah. number. Do you get a deal? Do you get a deal? A little bit of discount, yeah. <laughs> bit of cash. <coughs> hey, man, thanks I for I get resistance. No, no, no. Fist me, man. You're looking out for me. I can't believe I mean. And that's what you need in these kind of environments. People are watching these your back. These double uh, podcasts are throwing me a little bit, aren't they? You know, your food, your routine. Uh, I'll yeah. tell happy. you what throws me. I'll tell you what throws me. When you do the double ones, you're not quite sure what to invoice. <laughs> <laughs> is it a one? Is it a two? Is it a double up? Double, you know what I mean? Let's do it. Paddy was good there, wasn't he? <coughs> Brilliant. Paddy was great, wasn't he? Mm. I was so. See, I, that I think that voice is just funny. It's, <coughs> it's, just, it's like Bolton. Yeah, that voice yeah. is just. It's just funny. I watched another Phoenix. I watched one of the Phoenix Knights as well. You know, did you oh, remember the one when he? I told you about the one he got stuck on the stairlift. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Gay. Watching that show, man, I was dying. It's amazing. It's comedy gold. Great old English comedy, that is. 
You should watch Fun. Do you no There is no comedies in it. Do you watch the bloopers of that stuff when they're trying to do it, lads? That Paddy McGuinness stuff. Yeah, Phoenix How did they get anything done? How did I actually get it done with you? Like, the same thing I watched Ricky Gervais when he's doing The Office and he's doing that stuff because he does a lot of improv yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. How yeah, did yeah. I get it yeah. done when you're laughing so much? My favourite one of Phoenix Lights when the, the Bolton fans get off the bus and they go, how far away are they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Jill? What's she doing? Jill. Hey. Yeah, hey. Hey, it's a woman's prerogative to be late, man. Just chill, bro. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Is there, um, do I need got, something? Got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Um, what, did you get the Lampard? Did you did, did you leave it? Yeah, did you, you, or did you get them to send it to your house? The Lampard answer because yeah. you didn't let it go. Yeah. No, I've not asked them to send it to me, but I asked five or six people I trust in this room after Jack over there, and Jack said that you definitely said it. Jack knows. Jack said he said it. Of course he said it. But I thought it might be one of them where like. You've said like Bergkamp and he said Lampard. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, Kieran, Kieran. Oh! You're oh, oh, okay, okay there, Kieran. You're right. Just too much in the nozzle. He's gone pretty green. Is that pretty green? Get a flat white coffee. Look at that. Look, that's what we do. Whose stuff is it? Down with the kids. Well, it used to be. Liam Gallagher's. Gallagher's. Yeah. Yeah. Gallagher's. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was good. It was good. No, I'm look, I'm buzzing. I'm you with look, you, you look, guys. You're look. You look radiant. Honestly, you look radiant. Jill. Jill. You're glowing. Um, so I had some time off in December. So I went. Land with the children's charity just for the day, and then I went. What is it, girl? Five days. Yeah. So I got. And League of Their Own. Oh, League of the One, yeah, I was in Mexico for 16 days with that. That was funny. Yeah, so that was probably more why you've been away rather than one day in Latin. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you just mentioned the charity walk. Oh, yeah. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do a lot of charity walk, because whoever I've done kind of mentioned. Just yeah. putting it out there in case. Yeah. No, it wasn't yeah. charity work. Mm -hmm. I just got invited to Lapland, but it was good fun. It was good fun. Have you been? No. no. I can't imagine no. you in Lapland. You'd be hating every minute. Was it? What is it? What's not stressful? What's not stressful? It's an early start. What's that? Because yeah. it's a long flight. There's some idiot singing Merry Christmas to everybody. <laughs> so you get on this bus. He's called Santa. In <laughs> 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 yeah. a red outfit on. Oh, you just clown. Get down. Yeah. <coughs> oh, God. Oh. No, it is a good day, though. It is. It's Let's magical. But it's tiring, is it? Let's not kid ourselves. You've been to Lapland? No, no. Sleep over. I was so tired. I've never been. You've got to go. You're leaving at like five in the morning. Oh yeah, but I got picked up at like quarter to two in the morning, and the guy's going, "When we get there, Joe's going to put a football match on in Lapland," and then he's singing on the plane. I'm like, I just need obviously. Oh no. And we wore all the stuff. They tell you it's going to be freezing, so we wore that when I don't with my kids, and we wore it on the flight. But we never knew you could get the stuff over there. So we're on the flight. Big bubble jackets on Yeah, right, is one. Is Adidas Montclair? Would have covered the whole plane, yeah. Was Adidas and Gucci or Montclair? Montclair. Montclair. baby. Oh, yeah, I've heard about your big jacket. Yeah. What did you do? I don't do that. I don't do that. We'd watch it back. No, no, no. No, no, no. I didn't stick my chest out. Gary said... Remember, you stuck your chest out. He scored two at your other one, didn't you? Yeah. I was that the chip. Was that the chip it was? I think that was my favourite goalie. And the one against Everton. Did you like that one? Yeah, well, I didn't have the time. You know, yeah. you know what? No, 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 the goalkeeper for Yorval was so we asked Ryan, 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 Ryan to bring his golden yeah. beer. That was, no, that was against oh. Swindon. 
Is it Swindon? That is yeah. cool. I just saw him. I just, Chris, his, his confidence is that for the league? I know. Yeah. And the one yeah, you got league. at Leeds. Wow. Oh, that, 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 that's the one. You know what I love about the one at Leeds? That's stuck cool. under your foot. I tried, yeah, it was stuck under there. I remember, Dave, like I said, Dave Seaman used to say, the closer you get, the, the, the goal he's got to see, if you've had a look at him yet, so he can see where he is. So Dave Seaman said, you know where the 18-yard the, the, the box. You don't need to know where the goal is. You know where the goal is. Yeah. So I never took, my head never went up at all. So John Lukic is probably doing that. And then, bam, chipped him because I saw the 18-yard box. Yeah. And I said, yes, bro. That's what you get. <laughs> That's what you get for, for not doing your job properly against the right stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The right stuff. The, yeah, man. Sounds you can't like a new brand or something. It's so nice when you do it on my when you do it on my face because when my mum used to do it, perhaps she used to use Vaseline. It was like she was so rough, man. She was a gentle. My mum, face, hold your face like that, you know, screaming your face. So that was quite nice then. It was, you know what I mean? That was really nice. But then you know you got flies and everything stuck to your face because you got so much Vaseline on it. Yeah, we're not using that today, don't worry. Really. Thank you very much. I think you've won that one. Are we going to start the show? This is it. Are we on? Oh, I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah. I'm ready for you. Right. <laughs> right, right, here we go. Right, here we go. Right, come on, let's go. Right, let's go. Come on, we've yeah. wasted enough time there. We're at... Oh my God, it's, oh, it's 10 o'clock. How was that wasted? Why was it wasted? Oh, wait, what it was about? nice. It's wasted time. It's not wasted it's like time. Like like yeah. okay. Jesus Christ, everyone's too busy to chat these days. You're right. Unless, unless it's on, right, it's on, right, unless it's on camera later, for Gary. Welcome to Stick to Football, brought to you by Skybet. And I'm joined today by Roy Keane, Ian Wright, Jill Scott and Jamie Carragher. And we're going to be talking about recruitment and the transfer window. Right, let's go. So, we're talking all things... We're in January, we're talking all things transfers. And I'm going to start with a simple question. Who should sign players at a football club? Oh, good question. Well, it should never be one, what, what, it should never be one person, Gary. But who has the final say on players at a football club? Manager. I'll go manager. Disagree. Do you? Why? why? Oh, well, I, I, well, let's debate it. Well, the why do you think the manager... Uh, justify why you think the manager should sign, be responsible for spending £80 million and £20 million a year in salary for four years on a player when they're only potentially going to be there for a year, two years. Why should they be the one that signs a player? But they should have a big say in it, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Huge they want, say in it's it. their style of play, surely. Yeah. They want a player that's going to... Is it or is it a club style of play? It should be the managers. They're working with them week in, week out. They're building a philosophy. I think it should be the manager. So that, but you're saying then, um, it, it, in respects of the, pl the club buying them, so you're buying them for the future, not for that particular manager. So then that manager, whatever his style of play or what he wants to do, if he ain't, what, what, what's he going to do? Because he wants players to execute what he wants to do. So if the people are buying players for him, and say, right, deal with him. Yeah, but not every decision, lad, is going to be long-term. You know, not every... Not everybody can go into a club or have a project. Mm. Sometimes there is a short. You know, obviously, you get a loan player in. You know, there might be if you're paying big money for a player. Yeah, you, but I, I, I agree. I think there is this idea the manager should call the shots. But I think it's difficult. Put it this way: I've been a manager, and I look back now, and I've bought players. Listen, I bought some decent ones, but I bought some. I look back and think, what, what was I thinking? Didn't you have a, a panel of people? Oh yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd bunk it off people. Of course, you'd have your staff, and there's obviously. Uh, Chief executive, yeah, and of course you have these casual conversations. But ultimately, yeah, it would come down to the manager. Well, yeah, can we go with it? But then I've had it as well, where I've been in, uh, at a club where an owner has pushed for a player, and I've been reluctant, and the players come in and also not been very good. So that how do you feel? I, how do you feel about that player when you didn't want him, but he's in there and he's not doing well? Um, you're not too pleased about it, no, of course. 
I, I think a really interesting one on this is, is Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp because I, when Jurgen Klopp came into Liverpool, there was this talk of transfer committee. You know, FSG come in and said, we don't want this thing. We're just buying players left, right and centre. We want to put a director of football in. And a director of football or a football and CEO, if you like, they're thinking about the long term of the club. Whereas a manager is probably more often than not thinking of the short term. Because how, how often is a manager there? Maybe two years at the most. But when you get a situation like Jürgen Klopp, where he's now been at the club for eight years, so he comes in initially, transfer committee, it's really successful. The longer he's there, he almost becomes almost like the sporting director, doesn't he? Because yeah. he's never going to be sacked. He's probably going to be there another two years. So he is actually in there for Power, the Jamie? Power? Has he got that power? Yeah, is that, so he's, he's, he's actually got that as time goes on. So Liverpool have actually lost, supposedly, one of the best there, Michael Edwards, and... I, I don't know how it's run or how they work, but there's no doubt Jürgen Klopp has now got more power in that situation. And, and I just think when he initially came in, and a really interesting one is Mo Salah, and Jürgen Klopp's quite open about this, he didn't want to sign Mo Salah. He wanted to sign Julian Brandt, who's a player who's still playing with Borussia Dortmund from, uh, from G. I think he was at Leverkusen at yeah. the time. And Dortmund now. Yeah, and Liverpool had tried to sign Salah when he went to Chelsea. So the people behind the scenes were still there. I was like, Salah then went to Roma, I think, or Fiorentina. Yeah, and they were very adamant that, no, we have to sign this player. So you can, and then you look what Mo Salah's done, yeah. but it can easily go yeah. the other way. But I, I do feel that this idea that a manager should just buy every player, I don't think is right. But I don't think a manager, manager should be, have a player pushed on him. Yeah. And yeah. almost like you're, and, and you always get that thing in the media with fans now that I don't like, and managers sometimes play up to it. It's like, I didn't sign him. Yeah. It's as if like he turns up with his boots, yeah. you know, at nine yeah. o'clock, and he's just like, who's yeah. this? Like, Is there know, any right or wrong way? Is every club different? <laughs> no, but I just think, I, I don't think a manager should be able to just go and do what he wants. And I do think what's happened at Man United is a little bit worrying in that it feels but like... That's them, no, but it feels like he's just bought mm. every play but he so knows. You said the manager should have the final say and should sign the players. Are we in agreement that Eric Ten Hag should sign the players for Manchester United? Or that Louis van Gaal should sign the players for Manchester United? Not on his own. No, I think there's got to be people you, you, you bounce things off. That has you have to. To. Why do you think it shouldn't be the manager? Yeah. I'm coming in from an owner's perspective that you employ a head of recruitment who you think is the best guy out there at spotting players and spotting talent that will bring value to your club. You've got a sporting director equally who will, will obviously be thinking the same way. Their loyalty is to the club, but also a loyalty to make sure we win games. So then that we're aligned. A manager's job is purely to think about the immediate short term and getting results for himself, i.e. Casemiro as an example. Perfect example of a short-term signing that's going to cost in the long term. That signing should never have gone through a good sporting director, a good owner, a good head of recruitment. That should never have gone through right. that signing, in my yeah. opinion. Mm. That should be a veto. Yeah. Bang. Gone. So, for me, you've got For a what guy... reasons are you saying? Because it was so expensive in his wages, you mean? Yeah, it doesn't fit the long-term wages. Well, when he first Man United, I know, I know we He's a good player. Yeah, the, the fee was huge and his, he signed, was it a five-year deal? Mm. Yeah, on yeah. 20 million a year. I think, I think signing him, I think, that, but the fee was crazy, I think. Yeah. And obviously, the wages are crazy. And, wages, and the length of contract is crazy. But coming back to it, you've got head of recruitment and you've got a sporting director and you've got a team of scouts who've probably watched between them a thousand games in a season. And they might have watched the players that you're looking to sign 15, 20 times live between them all. You've got oh, a ma 15, 20 times live between all the scouts and coaches. Might, might be more. Well, might be 100 be times. Mm -hmm. You've got a coach and a manager who's literally been concentrating on getting results, coaching his players, assessing the pre-match, post-match, fixed on results and everything that's going on with the media. He's never probably even watched these players live. And you're trusting that guy 
over another football guy who's got a really good brain to make a decision. And I just feel like, and for me, would I say, would, would, uh, the perfect scenario for me at Salford would have been, I never really got a chance to implement it because you do get dragged from pillar to post as an owner. So I wanted it to be the owner and, the, and Karen, the chairman, we had a financial veto. If it didn't fit the budget, it can't come in. Mm. That's a fact, right? But the manager has a veto that if he doesn't want a player, that he has a veto as well. But also the sporting director on behalf of their recruitment, they also have a say to say, look, this player's not right for us in the long term. And they have one. So you've all got a veto in essence. What you'd like as an owner <coughs> is whether the sporting director, the head of recruitment and the manager are all on the same page. Mm. But if they're not, if you've got your sporting, imagine I'm an owner, this happened quite a bit. You've got your sporting director and your head of recruitment saying, I'm not sure, we've mm. watched him a lot. But then the head coach says, I used to have him at yeah. Grimsby yeah. and I want him because I know him. That's the scenario that exists. That's what Ten Hag has put United. And you thought, what? Yeah, Ten Hag. Yeah, Ten Hag. Ten Hag said that he's not. He's not coming unless. Yeah, but he's, he's that's one of his stipulations. Yeah, Anthony, ninety odd million pounds. He's worked with him. Is there not a better winger for better value? It's the hardest part of football recruitment: getting lads in, and you've just mentioned different people. But then you can have too many opinions. We could, just, we could sit here every weekend, we watch games and we watch a game and we see it a bit differently. I think he don't want to But who does the owner go with as the who does the owner go with as the last opinion? Well, who does Do he trust the most? The, the yeah. person though on the ground who's working with the team, because you need to bring someone in who's good for environment and stuff like that as well. Like we've seen so many clubs just sign players based on technical ability and all this. Surely you need people that's good for the club as well. That's why I think the manager will know what they need. They're on the ground every single yeah. day. But working Jill, sometimes with you, these you know players. when you bring a player and again I've been there sometimes you don't know really a player until he walks into your building yeah. I've made loads of phone calls what's he like great lad good lad and you're like obviously you go no you do or yeah. sometimes you go I'm not sure I remember I was trying to get Cisse Gabriel Cisse to Liverpool and everyone said to me no I'm not a great lad but I still took a chance and again beggars can't be choosy you think we need a striker and he's one of the best lads I've ever come across and there was other lads I rang and went really good and he walked as soon as he walked in the building I'm not sure about these fellas you really still don't know a player, honestly, until he's walked yeah, into the yeah, building. Yeah, exactly. Well, you told the story about Chimbonda, or Niall Quinn told the story about Chimbonda, yeah. didn't you? What happened yeah. there? No, well, Chimbonda, I brought him in again. People said, don't touch him. And I didn't listen. I thought, well, we need him. He's got quality. He's played in the Premier League. And he came in, and he was hard work. And I'm being really polite. He was hard work. And he was, listen, not a great lad around the place. He could play. And I, I, but I didn't listen to people. I, I thought we needed him. But I remember I left Sunderland. I got a phone call from Spurs. Somebody at Spurs, one of the coaching staff, oh, we're thinking of bringing Chimbonda. And he'd already been at Spurs. I went, oh, so I wouldn't be sure. The next day they bought him. Then literally the next day, I think Harry Redknapp was the manager and he, they brought him in. I was like, so why ring people and get feedback? Mm. It's just, again, sometimes you, and, and I get, again, sometimes you have to take a gamble on a player. It's all right, I think, if, if you're a Man City or a Liverpool at the moment, they're doing really well and you can. Kind of pick a player. Liverpool go back to the United when we were there. You could maybe just pick one or two every summer. But when you're bringing loads of lads in and you're under pressure, and you're, the pressure makes you make bad decisions. That's. I think that's a great point. That, and I think that's. And I don't want to yeah. keep going back to Liverpool, but Liverpool have basically competed with with the United and Man City over the last say seven or eight years with yeah. Klopp having having less money. And I think a big thing that they've done is that if they haven't got the man that they wanted, they, they haven't, don't go. They haven't yeah. panicked yes. and then gone and got someone else. Yeah. And I think that's what Man United did with Casemiro. They wanted De Jong, I think it was, wasn't it, all summer? Mm. And at the last minute, we need to hold him in field play. Let's overpay for someone. You're now in a position where you're probably trying to sell him to maybe a club in Saudi Arabia. But Liverpool have done really well where 
They didn't get Virgil van Dijk yeah. in the summer. They didn't go, and even me, I was thinking, Wait. need to go and buy a centre-back. Yeah. They waited till January. Even last year, to be fair, a lot of criticism the midfielders, they should have replaced yeah. them. The one they wanted went to Real Madrid. So it was like, well, that's the one we want. We're going to wait for the next one that we want. Yeah, and sometimes I think with the pressure of the media and certainly supporters, social media, some clubs sort of just panic. They panic. Well, they, they, yeah, but they, they're obviously, like you say, with, with Jürgen, they trust Jürgen now because, you know, they're not, they're not going to buy somebody that's not going to fit into what he wants. And that's yeah. what you need. You need but, the, but the manager also is buying into it as well there. He yes. Won't, he, won't make, he won't panic them also yeah. to go and get someone. Exactly. But is every, I think once everyone's kind of up front with each other, Gary, you mentioned it again, budgets come into it. I remember we got promoted with Sunderland. I wanted a Bent. Bent was a Spurs. And I spoke to Nile when Bent would be, he would keep Sunderland up. Yeah. And I spoke to Nile and I went straight down the middle. He said, right, we can't afford it. Spurs were asking about 17 million or 80 million. I think we went up to about 12 or 13. He said, we can't, we can't do it, no, no problem. And he didn't come in. Listen, we stayed up a bit. I remember Bruce, he got him a year later. Sunderland had that year in the Premier League then. Mm. And they went and got him. And he was brilliant for yeah. Sunderland. So I think once the club says, no, we can't go there. I think sometimes it's when people are moving goalposts. And we see it with clubs all the time. I think as long as everyone's up front with each other. And if it's as simple as he's, not for, he's out of our range, particularly for budget-wise, then you back away. And what happens is then you do panic and then you start going down. You might, yeah, everyone has a list. Mm. Liverpool. Yeah. Mm. That, Salford will have a list, but I tell you, some, you end up going down the list. That, that's, that's the problem. What happens is you get you get so go into a window, all good intention, all on the same page. And what happens is you, you you go into a window thinking right, we need four players, and you pick the profile of the player that you want. He's got to be six foot. He's got to hold the ball up. He's got to score ten to fifteen goals. He's got <laughs> Gary. Tell me, I get. I'm. Man, Gary, you know, tell you know what I'm saying? You're looking for that profile of player. You know, and then basically, you, what you want, you head of recruitment and your sporting director and your team of scouts to go out there and bring back three or four really good options. And they bring back those three or four options to the table. The problem is if you don't get those three or four because they're not available of some kind or the manager doesn't like them, that's when you end up in a spin. Absolutely. And then you're well, he's available and then the agents are, so you you, and then the agents yeah. are involved and they're on to you. Well, well, you're experienced to that. Do you think you would be better to just stand back and yeah, go, no? absolutely. Yes. I, honestly, when I look back now on reflection, and I think that, to be fair, towards the end, obviously, I, I, I'm not in at Salford anymore on the, on the day today. But from my point of view, I, towards the end, I was moving away from man, head coach recruiting players and being involved in the process because I knew that we'd recruited badly a couple of times in terms of just bringing players in. A bad, side, a bad recruitment window costs you for two or yeah, three years. Absolutely. You can't get them out. Wow. Oh, yeah. You, That's the hard you part. Can't, wow. Just so you talk about recruitment in. How do you get players out? But, yeah, but Gordon yeah. Sack was manager of Celtic and Gordon had a bit of success, but he said he backed away from all transfer. He went, I bought too many bad players. Gordon yeah. held his hand up and said, I'm not good at spotting players and bringing players in. No, he'd obviously had some success in terms of bringing players in when he was at Coventry or whatever. But he got to the stage, he went, I'm backing away from all So then he stuff. just, whatever they brought him yeah, in, he, he, he said, decision. I'm backing away from it. I'm sure he had some sort of that's conversations, crazy. but got not, didn't get involved. And that's an experience. It's, you imagine? it's yes. mad, though, in the women's game, I think, because obviously the manager does make a lot of the decisions, I think. Obviously, back in the day, you didn't have all them people involved. So usually it would be like someone would play well against you the next mm. year. Wow. You're sitting next to them in the changing rooms because <laughs> they'd had a good game against you. So maybe that's why my kind of thought process is the manager makes the decisions. But it's crazy to think how many people, how many layers there is in the men's game of bringing in a player. Does Emma at Chelsea, or obviously she's leaving, but does Emma at Chelsea, would she sign every single player? I think she would have the final say. I might be incorrect, but I think she would have the final say. She knows what that team needs and I think she's thinking about it. She always stays ahead of the game with her signings and I think that's why she's been so... Well, how many phone calls would you get, Garrett? When you're involved in a club, oh. 
I tell stop, you, I'd when you're a manager, them. I'd stop taking And you know what the madness is? You might come in one day and there's people ringing, they get in touch with you through the chief executive or the scouts or people who work with you. You, you might have no intentions of thinking we need a right back, but someone will throw a name and you go, yeah. actually, he's not paying. Spurs are very good. I remember we tried to get a couple of lads from Spurs and ended up getting three players from Spurs. It had to be three of them. We were only really interested in two. They went, like, to make the deal happen, you have to take three. And you end up doing the deal. Buy two, get one free. No, no, he wasn't free. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Did you ever have that one? Because I've heard about this before, almost the old manager's trick where... You wake up and you say you don't want to play, but on the back of a bad result, yeah. you come in Monday and you sell everyone and you'd buy everyone and the right. manager gives you a phone call knowing you've had a bad result over the weekend and you know you're ready of to Of course, do. the dynamics, every week it might change. You might go, I think we're fine. A couple, couple of defeats. You go, and what happens? Pressure. Mm. You panic, not just from the manager. His staff would be coming in. I had a phone call from that. He's available. I remember Anelka was always available at Bolton. We'd think, get him to I remember all these chats. You're like, yeah, he's a good show. An hour later, I go, no, forget about him. He's, a, he's on 110 grand a week. You're like, the fuck's sake, don't be wasting it. You waste yeah. so much time and energy. And again, you have a list. Again, I remember sitting uh. down with Nile when we got promoted. The list of players we had after getting promoted, we were like, oh, he'd be good for us. Get him in. And they were realistic. I'm not talking about lads from Madrid or... We just as the summer went on, it was like, no, yeah, the list, yeah, the list exactly. Down, yeah. That's what happens. You've got four lined up on your iPad in one position. You, yeah. mm. you do become desperate, and when you get desperate, don't get any of them, mistakes, not good, isn't it? they're not available. No. But the strange thing, I think, with Den Hag, with the players he's brought in, a lot of them he's walked with, yeah, that's the bit. I know something yeah, you have that's to worry, you don't have to, you're not saying does he know the level in, in Holland? Well, obviously, they've not, that's of course, the level is different. We, we're well aware of that. And when people say <coughs> they've played at a big club in with Ajax or whatever, but Man United and Ajax, come on, let's get real. So again, I go back to it. It's, it's the timing or the fit. The Sometimes mm. a player can be really good at a club, and you have done your homework, and he comes in, and it just doesn't happen. They don't settle in the area. I go back to again my own experience. Sign up Sunderland. People would say, "Oh, it's bleak." Remember, it's I'm trying to get Yorkie back. It's, no, it's a lovely place when you go up. <laughs> no, it is. If you're, no, if you're a footballing person, Sunderland's a great club. The nicest people ever meet. But yeah, it's, mm. it's a family decision for people. And players have said to me, they've turned down Sunderland. Away. You My wife doesn't want to live up. They've, they've said it to Where me. Where was Dwight York when you tried to sign him? York, he was in Sydney. On holiday, I was playing. No, he was playing. I rang York. I remember he re- York, he looking out the window up at Sunderland. In my office, I'm looking, well, York, you know, whatever the time difference. And he was like, right, I went, fancy. But I knew York, he loved his football. I, give him, yeah. I know he liked partying. But I knew York, he loved his football. He's over Sydney, he's a franchise player. And he was like, Right, you want me? He said, I've got, I think he said, I've got a penthouse in Sydney Harbour. <laughs> Probably had a Lamborghini there. Mm. He said, you want me to come back? To, you want me to go to Sunderland? I went, 
I said, exactly what I want you to do. Because <laughs> honestly, I knew, and he went, all right, I'll just, I said, big challenge, Yorkie, come and get Sunderland. And Yorkie was brilliant, but he was a footballing person. I give Yorkie yeah. that, he loved his football. Yeah. But he was in Sydney, but again, proper football people would look at Sunderland as a great club. But other players definitely they've taught me. He says, my wife doesn't, my family don't want to move to Sunderland. You go, oh, okay, that's that's fair enough. That's part, part of the package. But you, 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 I just thinking about it, you signed a few players that you didn't know and you had, yeah. had at United, didn't you? Signed oh, Yorkie. Yeah, Yorkie came in. When I first Johnny Evans. Mm -hmm. Johnny obviously came in first and but I, I signed lads from Celtic. Andy Stan Cole. Berger, and uh, Rod Wallace. Uh, Yorkie, um, Coley came up a bit later. Liam Miller, God rest Danny his soul. Did Danny Simpson go up? Uh, Simo no. came up for a while, yeah. He yeah. came up, yeah. So, but I felt comfortable knowing them lads and they were available. Dave Connolly brought from Wigan, yeah. And then when I did go to the lads I hadn't worked with before, yeah, that kind of, that backfired. Talk to us about Arsenal. The, you're nearest to Arsenal now in terms of what Edu's do, but go back to sort of Arsene Wenger and what would happen back then, because he transformed when he first came in. Yeah. I mean, the recruitment, Arsenal were pretty average for a period of time before he came. All of a sudden, yeah. Petit, Overmars, yeah. Vieira... Anelka, it all of a sudden just transformed into was, like, oh my God, what's yeah. this? It was, it was all Wenger. It was everybody he knew from that Clairefontaine and everything like that. So it's really strange simply because um, when, Wenger, when Wenger was coming, he'd already sent Patrick Vieira. He came with um, Remy Gard. And, you know, when, when we started to see Patrick training, we realised, wow, what's going on? This guy is amazing. You know, so we didn't feel, like Remy wasn't so we wouldn't feel so much about Remy Gardner and Gilles Grimondi came in, but like Wenger was in charge of all of that. Him and David Dean, him and David Dean done the side. Same with Platy came in as well, David Dean. Um, but like yeah, when when you look at all the signings, there wasn't nobody apart from David Dean and uh, and, and, and and Wenger involved. Yeah, but you just mentioned three players there, sorry, Ray, but one came in, you were like, I like to look at him, but there was other lads came in. I think you have to be careful that you look at every signing. Yeah, but I think that he probably... Fergus. But they, he, they obviously got a lot wrong they, as well, didn't they? Yeah, but they, 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 yeah because you, you, you look at um, Remy Gard, he's, he's injured quite a few quite a few times, and Gilles Grimondi was a, a kind of like a, a, a squad player yeah. came in. But they came in probably to, to help Patrick was, was, through. I, I, when I look back at that, I always think... In this day and age, everybody, a scouting department or a manager, they almost feel like they know every, everything mm. that's going on around the yeah. world. Yeah. Wenger yeah, just felt ahead of his Yeah, because times. he, seen, he, he, had, that, he, he, he had a lot, felt like... He yeah, he had a march on everybody yeah. in respects of all that, that, the French side of it. He had a march on everyone because, look, yeah. Manny, Manny Petit came in. But did all hit the ground running, these guys? Absolutely. Did Vieira, to be honest, was Vieira, Vieira... I remember, right? I'm trying to remember when they first Vieira, Vieira came in. Vieira Vieira came in. Was this first game at Blackburn? No, no, no. Like, it was at home. Thierry Henry struggled for a while, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, with Patrick, when Patrick came in, Patrick's first game, I think someone got injured. I can't remember who it was. Patrick came on a substitute. We played in Sheffield Wednesday and just blew everyone away. Because when Patrick came, because of his size, everybody thought he was centre-half and... You know, when he was training, he'd, he'd be training just like he's just knocking it about. He's fine, you know, and then he'd extend that leg or he'd just go past people. But when he went in the midfield, we hadn't seen anything like that. Mm -hmm. And in that particular game, he was, he was, the fans and everybody realised we've got something. He wasn't you've that got, good. You've, got, <laughs> yeah. you've definitely got something. But you'd actually got Vieira from AC Milan. Yeah. So it, it wasn't... Yeah. They'd seen him. I'm not sure exactly where they got him from, but it obviously hadn't quite worked out at mm. AC Milan, but people must have... AC Milan obviously... Yeah, but the thing is, remember there. as well, remember as well, we got Thierry from Juventus when it weren't... Yeah, quite, yeah. We got Dennis Burkham from Inter Milan when it, yeah. Weren't, yeah. when it weren't quite happening. 
Was Dennis you know? before? Dennis was Dennis before. Yeah, Dennis just, yeah he came. Yeah. With, he came with Bruce Rip. But again, David Dean was the one who was making all those moves. So it was David Dean because you look at Bruce Rip. Who was the head scout then at Arsenal? Who was the head? Who was the guy that basically was getting overlooked? Steve, if these two yeah, were running it. Something? Steve Rowley. Steve, Steve Rowley. So was he having any input whatsoever? Or he must. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah, he probably. Yeah, he probably did. But like for for Dennis, for Patrick. Um, you know, Dennis was big money, wasn't it? Whereas the other lads seemed million. to be under. Yeah, but seven million. Was that a lot? That was a lot. At the time, yeah, it was like 95, 95. Yeah, so Collymore had gone for 8.5, which mm. was right. the record in okay. probably just England. Because when Dennis came, again, it's, it's like I say, I always say with the signing of Dennis, it was like a, when you watch Spider-Man and that bam, spider bites him and the DNA changes. <laughs> that's what happened with our. That's what happened with our club. It's amazing one, when a good player comes in. You get a honestly, yeah, you know, honestly, and the thing is, like, people told a story, but we actually met in a petrol station. I was going up to do stuff. Dennis was because he drove everywhere, obviously, Clackett Lane, um, train, like um, petrol station, and I, I parked next to this car that was parked on the wrong side, massive seven series BMW. He came out. It was Dennis Burkamp. I said, what's happened? He said, yeah, it was just signed. I was like, Jesus Christ, then it's wow. just signed. I was like that yesterday. I saw him in Selfridges. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was the, the excitement, Roy, Brilliant. knowing that I'm, I'm going to be playing with him. Yeah. Because I know that, like you rightly said, we were going through some fallow years, mm. you know, in that time, once, you know, from 92, then everything happened with George Graham and, you know, I mean, Stuart Houston and then Bruce Rio. It was, we weren't, yeah. we weren't doing anything. We weren't really challenging. When he came, ramped things up and then obviously Bruce Riok Bruce left and then Wenger, when he did come, then Patrick came, then Remy, then Nicholas and Nelka came. You know, you're going places, aren't you? And you just start to feel it. You see, it kind of re-energised us. Yeah. You know what you I, love, yeah. I love about that, though, that you said when he came in, yeah. oh, I'm getting to play with him and yeah. I'm excited. You get some signings that come in and play. Oh, that's spit the, the dummy out, like, oh, wow. they're going to take my place. Our and gym. straight away, they've lost mm. the shirt. But I love how you were, like, Honestly, embracing it. I'm going to get better. You heard Yap the other day. When yeah. Yap came in, Yap, and we also signed uh, uh, Dwight York that summer and Jesper Blomqvist. Now, talk about three really good players mm. coming into your club, and it gives everyone a lift. Yeah. And there's also the other side, a player will come into your club, and straight away you go, I don't think they're up to it. You must have had to... Give them a week, don't you? We can train in it. But the thing is, you a just... Week? <laughs> you, hey, the boxes, you know, yeah, you yeah, tune yeah. in you go, he's not for us. Yeah. But when new players come in, you go, it lifts everybody. Yeah. It's unbelievable. There is excitement. It's, it's amazing. Fantastic. It is yeah. a, it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Well, just, just finish on that, dude, and what they've done now differently. Well, the thing is, 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 again, remember when there was a time... Is he, to, but who's signing the, Is Edu signing the players Edu, or, is, or is Mikel? No, 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 Edu and Mikel. Together? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but remember that not too long ago when Mikel was head coach and now they said, right, Mikel's in charge. He's in charge of everything, him and Edu. They work very it's, tightly it, together. I, I, I say this because Mikel obviously has still got to establish himself as one of the elite coaches. Mm -hmm. He's doing brilliantly well, one of the best of the young coaches that's gone into a job. Should he be given that responsibility as the guy who is responsible for signing players with Edu? I think if you look at, at Mikel and his persona, he's somebody that can, prob he can probably deal with that. He wants that. Yeah. It's not, he's not a manager that, that's like, um, he's going to make excuses about this not happening. Like, he's doing everything he wants. But if you're doing that, do you have to then win the league this season? Or is he... Because no, 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 if, no, if you're bringing no. him three, four, five hundred million pounds of a player yeah. and you're being given your head, what point does he have to win? Well, you say what point do you have to win? But we're still chasing down the Manchester City side at doing what they're doing. You know, you say we're now in a position where we're a decent team and we look like we can challenge. Yeah. 
we can make we can make something happen. That's what you want him to do. I don't think that any manager like a Mikel was comes in and you say you have to win now because you've signed them. It's because I inflated the price. How long do you wait though? Like, well, the like thing this is, year, if you're an Arsenal camp, no, we keep discussing. You look where City are after their brilliant season last year, and just coming on, you go, well, there's your chance. Yeah. This Arsenal must yeah, be for that yeah, money they've invested. Yeah, but then you look at last season and you have to say from last season to this, you have to hope that they learn something from that simply because last season they fell but away. But they are stronger than last now, year, this season, they? Now, this season... They what Arsenal have had to do, and I think if you go back from when Arteta came in, I'm not sure who was exactly at the start bringing the players in, but do you remember that summer where they brought older players in? They brought David Luiz in, they brought Willian. Yeah. There was a full-back, mm. I think, from Southampton. There was agents in yeah. the background. Yes. And I don't know if yeah. it was Cedric. a case of almost, yes. this yeah. hasn't worked. And you think of... I yeah, but I think, think that was a time, James, just quickly so as I could get it. I think that was a time where Keir Chirabchin was in yeah, around yeah. the place. But my me, me, me point is, I, I think for sort of Liverpool and Arsenal right now to try and catch City, so Liverpool had to sort of buy players who were like, Salah, we, you don't know, and it, and it has to... Yeah. Go, yeah. You think of Arsenal signing Odegaard at the time, it hadn't quite worked somewhere else, mm. he just goes bang. Yeah. Matt, was Martinelli like 300, half a million quid or something? Yeah. It was, it was so, virtually it nothing, was that, wasn't yes. it? It was that Christmas game, wasn't it, where he threw, I think that he left... Aubameyang, he put all the kids in. He put yeah. Isaka Martinelli, Smith Rowe, mm -hmm. and he just said, I've had enough. I think it was like a Christmas game against Chelsea, I think. And I thought they were going to get a beat. And we beat them. And yeah. But you yeah. go back to the recruitment, lads, as well. I think it's really important is to remember it's no agents are in touch with the club owners. That's the thing. Yeah, you're on about maybe yeah. Arsenal making sign. Some owners are attached to certain agents. Yeah. And yeah. they will bring them in, and you're going, well, whereas before you think. The, the manager's making the signings, he's making the contacts or the chief executive. I, I, that's why I gave up The top agents yeah. together, I, I you must have experienced. The agents now are going straight to the owner. Yeah, I struggle and they're doing a sales pitch with them and they're having meals with them and yeah. they're the ones forcing the players on some of the yeah, managers. I, I, tell you I think that. a lot of top managers sit here now. We heard struggles during the summer for people like David Moyes, established managers, and you just know it. They're having running battles with the people within the club, who they're bringing. Did you I get on with agents, Roy, when they rang you? I would tolerate them, yeah. But you, you, yeah, you'd tolerate. Yeah, but you had to because to. you might need them. Yeah, right? yeah even yeah. if they were like wasting your time, but you'd be polite with them. You go, maybe he's not for us or whatever. Or yeah, they'd, listen, they'd be kind of sometimes Sunderland for them as they'd, they'd, they'd be, they'd be ring, You know, they'd be ringing 10, 15 clubs. Yeah, yeah. Talk to us about Benitez because he talked about someone who got power. He obviously won the Champions League, and then I think he had, he had got control of the academy, he got control of recruitment and everything he, at Liverpool. Yeah, so that was when you talk about a, a manager getting the power. So he comes in initially, but that's probably before there was days of what we see now and real big teams of recruitment. That was basically coming in and you're, what you're talking about with Wenger and David mm. Dean, that's him and Rick Parry basically doing deals. The thing with, with Rafa was, if he never got exactly what he wanted, he wouldn't be shy in <laughs> letting people know <laughs> right, or feeding right. that out to the press. Yeah. So every, every year we're there with... Under Benitez, we had great success. We were probably one of the best, probably four to six teams in Europe. Every year we get to the Champions League final or a semi-final. You know, we're a really strong team. But it always felt like there was a disconnect in the club. It never felt like to get... It always felt like there was a fight. Right. And that's what... Rafa sort of enjoys that, I think, that sort of constant conflict. With the people upstairs? Yeah, really. Mm. But, uh, I mean, listen, there was definitely times where you think, could he be impacted a little bit more? There was other times when you look at some of the signings, you think, oh, you know, bringing players in. But what Rafa did really well, when he spent big, it was more often not successful. Right. When he 
spend sort of lower end of the market, it was almost like, you know, when you come in and after about two weeks, you go, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's two weeks, that long. Yeah, yeah we give them a couple of weeks at Liverpool, but... <laughs> well, that's, what, that's when you look at our time at United, there were some stellar signings, obviously the ones like, you know, Rooney or Ferdinand, but then you look at sort of some signs, I know it was a different time, but like Schmeichel and Irwin, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Jisung Park, yeah. who were brought in for really low money. They were unbelievable players when you yeah. think about it, you know what I mean? That's good scouting. Got, that's, that's unbelievable. So they're the, they're the ones that I always look at that sort of kept the squad for 10 years, along with the young lads from the academy. Mm. So if you think about United's squad... It's a smaller market then, though. The, the market's huge now, isn't it? Where the yeah. Premier League has yeah. grown. Yeah. And maybe United have been left behind in terms of... Listen, what, you see what Man City are doing yeah. at the moment, obviously. Yeah. So maybe... It was, maybe and were players more attracted to Man United back then? Yeah. Yes. Did Alex Ferguson have the final say? Did he oh, sign you two? Yes. Did he? Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. It seems managers did. that are successful are the ones that yeah. like. But just Jill, you made the point simple. earlier about asking players. Apparently, Ferguson used to do quite a bit. He would ask players. Like I think they'd done it. They'd done it with me. Apparently, before they signed me, they'd ask people who played against. Not me. if he's I, a good lad. Right. They're, they're all great lads at United. But <laughs> <laughs> they'd ask him. You played against him. What? So he would yeah. get feedback. Yeah. Because that's a great... Yeah. You just ask you, Gary, obviously, when you go away with England, what yeah. was Rooney like? Yeah, you yeah, get a yeah. close look at lads, yeah. their strength, their speed. And apparently when he spoke to Rob or Inti, when they were going, what was, what was it like playing against me? And they would say, listen, obviously, it was tough going. So he would be taking all that on board, yeah. definitely. Do, do you think the problem with Manchester United right now is because you go back to Ferguson and the problems... He probably did have the final say. I think his, his, he had a couple of scouts, didn't he? One of them was, was his brother. But it felt like a really yeah. small... Yeah stable of people yeah, and definitely. it was his I'm, I'm seeing that player so he's just got he's running this whole club so then every manager is coming after him mm. and Man United thinking we're not going to go to this new modern way of doing things because that guy was so successful doing it so we're going to let Jose do what he wants we're going to let Van Gaal do what he wants we're going to let <laughs> Eric they've tried it five times so yeah. why, why, why explain to me then why yeah. have he still do, why have they not got that direct well the one the one guy at United who came and who said he, he well they brought in Ralph Ranić as a sporting director. They did. They brought him as a sporting director. He was just managing the team for a few months and he was going to get a sporting director's job at the end of the season. And he said that it needed open-heart surgery. He wanted to get rid of like 10 or 12 of them out of the club didn't he, and just rip it all up. Mm. They got rid of him because that scared him to death. Yeah. I think, you know what I mean? If you look at what he said, it was probably, to be fair, the most... David Moyes. When David Moyes went in, David Moyes said the amount of players he was after that they never got done. Oh, the deals they never they got done. They can't get deals over the line. They can't get them done. David Moyes, I think David Moyes was almost beaten before he started because remember the big transfers first summer they couldn't get deals on the last minute I think they got Fellini from Everton and almost from that was like oh is that it they got Matter and Fellini I think they were yeah. talking Fellaini, about Fellaini trying Fellaini to get like... Cesc Fabregas as well yeah, yeah, yeah. Bale Fabregas yes. and yeah. someone else with the targets I mean you're absolutely but just going back to uh, Sir Alex and to Jurgen Klopp I thought mm. I, I, heard, I heard him say this a few years ago they used to meet with the player before they sign them and sit down with them and have a couple of hours and maybe even with a member of the family to understand you could... Klopp does that. Yeah, you, yeah. You, let's be clear, you can spot an arsehole in an hour if you speak to him, can't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You can. Two minutes. But that's the emotional intelligence. Some players, are, maybe that's at a Man United Liverpool, but the more you go down, a lot of players and agents won't give you the time of day unless the deal's... But should you ever... I, I look back at Should you ever sign a player unless you've sat in the house with them for an hour and a half and just understood what their home environment's like, what the family's like? Yeah, are that's they, probably are they good, a proper are they, way, but Are they good people, yeah, you know what I mean? People don't give you that chance sometimes. Yeah, They'll have options, they go... 
no, I'm not going to. Yeah. But what drives? It's, like, it's like an interview. Yeah. Please go. Listen, yeah. you're going to sign me or, or, or not? And, and you, you're right. The arrogance sometimes. You're right when that's when the club doesn't have control. But if you're actually asked for Alex Ferguson, and Jurgen Klopp, you've got control. Different animal, of yeah. course. But actually, I signed for United. I met obviously. Well, Manny, the, the amount of Manny, I meet him, and I met him. At, I came off to Manchester. I met Ferguson. I had a game of snooker with him, and yeah. kid up picked me up. And you're like, and they're obviously sussing you. Yeah. 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 Nowadays, you're probably sitting at one of the ten houses, so do you get that feel anyway yeah. <laughs> of the family life? Ten? Is that one of you guys? <laughs> <laughs> Does this put you off becoming a manager, Jill? In terms of, obviously, you want to go into, obviously, coaching and manager. It's just like a whole new world. I couldn't be bothered with, like, agents and stuff like that. That's what puts us off being a manager. It, I'd love to just be an assistant coach, just get out there on the grass coach, but managers and all these board things, it seems like there's just too much stuff going on. Like, too many kooks spoil a broth. Yeah. Cooks, Macken. But it's like that's how I feel. Whereas I think football should just be simple. There's a manager, they've got the team, they know what it needs. Okay, I know you have to have certain conversations, but agents and stuff, I just couldn't be bothered with them. It's, it's too big. It's too big. It can't it be is, that. It can't be that small now. Remember that that story when I was at Sunderland? I've told you it was at Maddie Taylor. I was bringing from. I tried to get him up to Sunderland, <laughs> and he had options. With, I think uh, Baltimore for him, and he ended up he didn't want to move up. But I spoke to him up in the boardroom at Sunderland late at night. We didn't take him to the training or take him to the stadium. And I'm not knocking the lad, absolutely not. I talked about doing a sales pitch at Sunderland or going places. He told me, he went, I've got this, our Bolton. I was like, well, I think Sunderland's a better club than Bolton. That's my opinion, whatever. Bolton can argue all day. And I thought the chap went really well. Went outside, his car was over there, shook his hand. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. You know, good lad. Well, did, you know, <laughs> yeah. I just, well, did he say he's going to take it or did he say anything then? Let me finish. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. He's, I said, think about it. It's a big, yeah, big yeah. decision. I went, no problem. Yeah, I've got my family to think about. I said, no problem. Of course, never rush a player. I would never say, don't sign something. So he shake his hand outside the, the stadium. I see him getting his car. I get a text. So I can see him getting the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> I write, thanks for the chat. I'm going to Bolton. <laughs> 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 can I drive past <laughs> No, literally, it's a big but he decision. you out an hour. <laughs> Did a car drive us? Did a car drive us? I've worn it, yeah, I'm back for it. No, but it, and, he, oh, and he said, he said afterwards, he said, he, I think he said it to me, his wife wanted to live in Manchester, which is fine, but you could have told me that two hours ago. We could have told you then, he just yeah. got to the car. Yeah. It's crazy how you say about showing them the stadium and everything. So I went to a few clubs and we got shown the men's first team gym oh, and right, how right. big it is and everything. And I signed and on the Monday morning I turned up, we're in a port cabin oh, with right. like <laughs> one set of dumbbells in the corner. And I was like, sold you. Yeah, sold you the dream. Managers sell you a dream, yeah. I'm telling you. Jill, you were... I've signed a dream. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago you were at the Sports Personality of the Year Awards yeah. and Mary Earps won... Uh, sports personality, yeah, yeah, which is yeah. an incredible achievement. What's happening? So, how's it working in the women's game? She's at Manchester United. She's Manchester United in the moment. There's massive speculation about her leaving. Being yeah. Bought. How would that transfer come about in the women's game? I think probably just on performance based, and then the Arsenal manager will probably kind of put in a bit of in interest. And in, but there'll be a lot of asking the girls, watchers like at England and stuff like that. But I think with players like Mary, a lot of it's out there anyway, our personality and and stuff like that. But if you had to ask us, I, I do think she might go to Arsenal. I think she's kind of what? they've lost. They've lost two major players to Arsenal then in the last yeah, couple of years, won't they? Yeah. How can that be? If, I'm thinking of a Man United fan here. How's that happening? Yeah. Obviously, they're not doing very well at the men's side. Of recruitment, but uh -huh. they're not 
able to keep the players in in the women's team. I think it's the contract side of it. If if you've got a money. team that can offer more Manchester money, Manchester losing out money. I think so, but you know what? It happened with us at Manchester City when we first went in. We reformed the team in 2014, and we had this three-year plan of like trying to win the treble, and we did it. We won the treble, and I remember thinking after them three years, we need to keep pushing because when you're mm. successful, that's when teams come after you. And I think we took our foot off the gas a little bit. We had the best manager, but we weren't signing the players because I don't think we had the budget to offer players contracts and money is a big side of it if somebody's I don't know getting half the money at one club and they get offered double at another they probably are going to go so the money side is a is a big thing I've just remembered the when Sir Alex asked me to, I think Stevie's told this in his book Annie where I went into his uh, room with England and asked him to sign for United. Who's Stevie G? <laughs> I felt as though it was a little bit of a helpless sort of like, it was a... When he asked you, I mean... Honestly, no, I'd have a lie. I, I'm just worried, was I still at United? Yeah. <laughs> he, he just said, Roy, Roy's flagging a little bit. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean, 2004? Well, when, yeah. when did you leave United? 2000? You, you tapped up Stevie G? 2004. Well, it didn't work, did it? Yeah, so he, 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 was, he, he, to he Chelsea, was close to going to Chelsea. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I was meeting up with England for the Euros and he rang me and said, look... You were tapping the player. It's ambitious, he said, but... Have a word. He's, I think his words were tell him, I'll go, and f I'll go and fetch him and I'll walk him back down the East Lanks. Something like that. He's wow. not bringing back. Wow. And I went to see Stevie and he, he was quite categoric pretty quickly. <laughs> he's, he's, well, that was probably to you, though. You, you know can't. You no, no. He's, he, how did you approach no, him? Yeah, I got him. knocking on with two cups of tea. I remember no, it. I remember it. Steve. I remember no, like, I the, see... the talk with Chelsea. How Liverpool yeah. fans took that and they did. Can you imagine? I went in to see Steve. They heard it was United. And he said, he said, seriously, he said, I wouldn't get out of Liverpool and my family would never get out of Liverpool. Those yeah. exact words to me. Yeah. Wow. And I always remember that. See? That man knows. Well, he knows Liverpool. <laughs> but it was all that stuff came up when he was linked with Chelsea, wasn't it? And this mm. threats and all, yeah. wasn't all that. That was no. just me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just him coming to United. Yeah, but I, yeah. I would have been nasty as well with Chelsea. Not, I know United's another level yeah. up, but they wouldn't exactly be going, oh, yeah, off to Chelsea you go. I just don't... I think if you... We're lucky, you know, Arsenal, United, Liverpool, we all think we're the biggest or the best. Mm. I don't think you can move to another club and, and almost feel like you're going up. You can leave and go down. Oh, the yeah. fans are OK yeah. with that. But if, you know, someone from United... Tevez goes from United yeah. to City. C yeah, nice. Even in yeah. C. It wasn't from United yeah. to no, Liverpool, but was, first, yeah. you see Michael's situation now with sort of fans are never forgiven. I'm mad, aren't they? Fans. Yes. Even if a club is getting you out the door, mm -hmm. is if you, but you can't go and sign for. Yeah, that's the thing with me with yeah. Palace. Yeah. You, Palace moved, fans, you moved to Burnley, didn't you? I did. It's brilliant. It's brilliant because I had a. I remember when I left. The thing is, when I left Arsenal, I didn't know it was happening. Remember, I mentioned the film Goodfellas. Yeah. Remember the bit in yeah. in Goodfellas yeah. <laughs> where, where Joe Pesci thinks he's going in to get made. Yeah. It's shot. <laughs> I, uh, I, I remember I was in. I had to meet Arsenal because I, you know, what I mean, it was that season. It was that. It was funny. It was, it was the um, the Rioch season. I called it. It wasn't a great season, but then in the end, I got called. I was in. The, I was in the squad '98, and then I got injured. So then I was doing the television. And I remember David Dean calling me and saying, <clears throat> um, "Yeah, um, me and the boss are in um, in Paris. You know, they come and meet us because you know, have a chat and this and that." And I said, oh, but my the arrogance or the naivety of me was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to see the boss and Mr. Dean. It's cool." <laughs> and so I go and see them. There's a movie here. Or something. <laughs> I, go, I go and see them, and still, 
This is why I mentioned Joe Pesci. I walk in the room and as soon as I sit in the room and I see the boss's face and, 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 and then I see David Dean, he's, he's almost welling up in that. And I thought, oh, they're going to whack me. I've come in, they're going to whack me. I'm, I'm, I'm out the door. I didn't expect to leave because I was always going to retire in 2000. So then obviously I went to, to, to West Ham and Forest on Loan and then Celtic. But it was when I got to Burnley with Stan Turner. He was the first coach when I was at Palace that really used to sit me down afterwards, draw it out, what runs you're meant to make, why you have to hold the ball here, why you have to make sure you hit a target when you're gone, you know, all this sort of stuff. So he said, listen here, I know it's not gone too well at Celtic because Barnsley was having a night at Celtic. You know what I mean? I've got a good bunch of lads here. Really good great bunch lads, of lads. Yeah. They were great, great lads. lads yeah. I, no, but seriously, <laughs> great lads. And he said, I think if you come, you know what I mean? It was a second division as well. It was a second division. If you come, I think we can, we can do it. And I went there. It was the best, like, six, seven months of my career. It went full circle for me because all of a sudden you're back down to getting changed in not great changing rooms. Yeah. And it was, like, really hardcore. It felt brought me back like to Sunday. Football. Yes, it was proper football. Proper football. Shocking, but it? the thing with it was is the, the, the players and the camaraderie of that yeah. for me to end. Because the way it went, the way it went I, was, I had four clubs in one, in one <laughs> season, you know, just, just getting ready to leave. And so by the time I finished... We got, we got promotion at Burnley. This is why I got such a nice vibe with Burnley. It kind of gave me something at the end because, like, the way I got, the way I got hit at, at, at Arsenal... In Paris. And even when I left... Yeah, like, Paris is nice, yeah. right? At least it happened in Paris. It, it, yeah. <laughs> but even when, I left, even, when I left, even when I left Palace, I didn't, I didn't instigate any move. It just happened really quickly over a kind of a weekend and stuff. You mentioned getting shark ready, Jimmy. Even when I left... Remember, I went to Celtic. Celtic, listen, iconic, amazing club. But you leave United and I got to Celtic and it's again, you got the stadium's amazing. But I hadn't really seen the training ground. Yeah. I know this, I'm going back a few years now, they have a good one now. Mm. But I was in the dressing with Celtic and we get changed. Now I've been at United, you change to Celtic Park and you drive to the training ground. Yeah. The pitch, you know, boots in your gear. One of us would drive, three or four of us in the car. We all drive down and this is Celtic train. We could be, obviously, generally it was fucking raining up there. <laughs> all get back in the car and drive back in the car. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. like, all of a sudden you're like, this yeah, is sure, different. Yeah. But it's different. I didn't kick a ball at Celtic, I was injured all the time. But what I did enjoy, for all my comfort zone at United, and I loved every minute of my time at United, it was good to be in another dressing room yes. for six months. Yeah. Just a new experience. Yeah. Yeah. The Celtic lads were all, honestly, yeah. like, we're all two idiots. But generally speaking, <laughs> hey, we're all great lads. But I did, I, I mixed with different lads, different dynamics. So it was, I really enjoyed my time at Celtic. I had a great time. In, in terms of a different dressing room. Yeah. Did you really wish, I, I mean, I, I never wish I played for another team. I'm sure you're the same. But mm. in terms of the job we do now, that sort of other experience yeah. of seeing something, rather than always being in that United bubble mm. or Liverpool bubble, different sort of ideas, different way of doing yeah. things. Mm -hmm. I do think what that would have been like, maybe to have played for you know, two or three different clubs at, at sort of, maybe even at different levels to get a sort of... But yeah, from the area, lads, it would have been like, so hard for you yeah. unless you're getting forced out the door. Yes. I think so it would have been impossible for me to play for another club, I feel, at the end. Towards the end, once I got past oh, 32, yeah, I was retiring. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? I, couldn't, I, I, just, I just don't feel like... But I had that option. I remember, I, I, I spoke to Everton, Bolton, a couple of other teams, <coughs> but again, I had that mindset, which is crazy, really, because the club is forcing you out the door. Yes. And you feel mm. you can't sign for another team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everton would have been a good move for me at the yeah, time. Yeah. Location, the family, and obviously Everton, David Moyes, huge respect for him. But you end up like, and obviously mm. Celtic was, but you know, Celtic was another option, it was great. But I, I felt I couldn't go to another English team. Isn't that, isn't that bizarre? Yeah. When they're well, that's loyalty, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That is well, loyalty. Yeah, but when it comes to, the, when it comes to that, like I say, when it comes to the time, <laughs> no matter what you've done, and like maybe me yeah, going into right. that meeting <laughs> with Arsene Wenger and David Dean with an, with an arrogance and a naivety of, well, you know what I mean? I've done so well. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to retire in 2000, so I don't know what they want to see. 
<laughs> it's just like the ruthlessness. But what exactly yeah. did they say to you, Rydie? What did they say to you? Well, it was um, Mr. Dean. Mr. Dean was the one who started talking about this in the end. We're doing yeah. different things. We're, you know, you're getting to that stage. You know, not, not, I had the injury, so it was... And he's saying, you know, we're going to be bringing people in. You're not going to be playing as often as you like. And this is before... So this Could is you have stayed, or did you still have another year? What, was your contract? <laughs> yeah, yeah, my contract was till 2000. Yeah. Um, so I... So that is when he, obviously Patrick was there and Nelka had come and that made me realise, yes, I haven't got long when you watch him play. But then the plan was, remember Thierry was coming, he, you know, Kanu was in his, he had all these things going around. So I didn't even realise, even when I, even, even after winning the double that, you know, I'm, I'm like, finished. Yeah. yeah, I'm finished there. And it, it's horrible know, because, like I said, I walked into the room and then you walk out of that room, my whole world has changed because I'm yeah. no longer at Arsenal where but, I feel like I was in the bosom But I, something. But I make the point, and I keep going on about Yap was here a few weeks ago. I, I generally have no problem when a club says to a player, it's the, it's the game we're in. Like you're, get, you're getting called to Paris and they're trying to have a chat. And to me, at least that's kind of respectful. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. I was already in France. Right, but, but, but they it's sat like down and had a bit of a chat. From London. I put myself, I look at her yap, I heard Incy, I go back to my own stuff. Mm. I'm getting called into a meeting with Ferguson and Gill. And before I sit down there, give me that piece of paper there. Give us that, mm. I know there are your questions. <laughs> before, I, before I sit down, they go, here we go. We just, we've already got prepared a statement. Would you like to read this? Nah, so, that's so bad. Wow. So, so this is my issue. Not a player has to leave a club, but at least Arsenal sent to you. Listen, and I'm reading the same. Mm. We'd like to thank Roy for his uh, member yeah. at 11 and a half. And I'm reading it. And just, you know, Jesus. You know, we've, That's already cold. we've already prepared the statement. That's cold, isn't it? Uh, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I'll tell you when I realised. I'll tell you when I, I realised. <laughs> James. And, and, and they had the years wrong, Roy. Yeah. They had the years <laughs> wrong. Wow, that's bad. They're about mafia and you getting shot in the back of the head. I mean, but that's can I tell you, can, valued, hey. isn't it? What yeah, did they say to me? Like, again, Yap was saying, I'm meeting mm. 10 minutes at the service station. I, I would think, imagine Rafa Benitez is ringing Gerard going, I'll, I'll meet you in 10 minutes at the service station mm. in Liverpool. You're going, what? Gerard? Yeah, yeah. yeah but what happened, what happened with me was yeah, when I realised. In 10 minutes. Yeah. When yeah. I realised. I'll meet, meet you at the golf course in 10 mm. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. What I realised is when um, that same. So when we finished that meeting, that same day, I had to meet Peter Storymore from West Ham later that day. So it was all sorted. It wasn't like you I was... You've got no time to think. No, that. it was all sorted. That was back in the day, because I used to go in quite a bit with the young players uh, that would be released from United, being right. the PFA report at the time when I was right. captain. Sometimes Roy would go, I would go in to sit with the young player with Sir Alex, and he was obviously letting them go. Right. And I knew before they went in, they were maybe quite sure. But what he always used to have is a, is a, is a, is a, is a traditional principle. He used to always have a club for them ready to speak to. Okay. So you'd go into the room and you'd say, look, you know, unfortunately you've got these players in front of mm -hmm. you. I'm not going to give you the opportunities, but you're going to have a great professional career in the game. And, you know, I, I want you to have a great professional career in the game. I've got a, a couple of people I'd like you to speak to because mm -hmm. I think they'd be good moves for you. And I'd then go out. And that's how we would do it that's with young players. Yeah. But then you're saying that was a traditional principle. They'd find the club for you. Mm. Like my last game at City, so I was trying to go out on loan. Obviously, I've been there seven, eight years. Um, my last game, I got a phone call saying the goalkeeper coach isn't available for the Arsenal game, so can you take the defenders' <laughs> warm-up? Um. That was literally <laughs> my thing. I was doing the defenders' warm-up. So, warm so you, at the end... And then at the end, bit... at on. the end, they come up and was like, oh, we forgot to tell the girls you were leaving, but if you need anything... No. Let us know, and that was so my was last day at the club. So, so yeah, I'm still sad. sad about it now. Because you, oh, you can't hold on to that stuff. No, I am. Let that go. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, come on. Hey. Let yeah, it go. Oh. What people underestimate with what you've done there is that you've had to, to play in the, the Euros as well. And I remember the game you played against Spain. It was amazing. Mm. But 
you, all the upheaval, because then you have to go and find a club to play. Because Serena said to you, listen, you need to go and play or else you're not going to play. And you finished that. You finished at the end of that season. You finished it, the, the Euros. Yeah. So wasn't you thinking? Was you feeling desperate? Um, what to go out on? Oh, loan? Was you playing enough games to, to, to find a loan? Ufa, did they find a loan for you? No, I had to find a loan. Jeez. And I remember I could have got out on the Friday to get a full ninety on the Sunday, which I didn't really agree with because I always think you should train and stuff like that. But the team were like, "Come in and you'll play on the Sunday," and they still kept hold of us and said, "You're not going to play a minute against Arsenal," but they just kept us for the sake of keeping us. But that's what I mean. Like, I think you realise when you speak about Man United, Arsenal, in football, you are just another cog in the system. Mm. And I think although you have this massive loyalty to the club, you've given it your all and everything, at the end of the day, when it's your time, it's they're like... Yeah, but they can still let, they, they're they're cold, they're, No, they should do. They, they should, should do. do. That's why I'm I always think if I went into management and coaching, I would make every player feel you, valued. You, you, you're talking yeah. about... Uh, the club's sort of letting you go. We, we never had that. We stayed. You need clubs to need, want you? I know. I I was more the other way because we'd been there for that long. The, the club said to me about staying for a year, but I didn't want to. I don't want me to stay. That's, that's my point. So it was almost like a flip side of that because you've only been at one club. You've almost got loyalty to the club, but almost. What am I trying to think? I. I I, I was that ingrained. I felt, I felt embarrassed and I did. ashamed. I, did. I just had so to leave. I didn't want to out. play for yeah. another year thinking. I agree with that. I, <laughs> did, I didn't want supporters because mm. you felt like you knew every supporter and it was your club. I was thinking if I stay another year and as a defender, if you, if you have a bad game, tarnish and mistake, it with Yeah. It's not, and it's not so much tarnished it. reputation. It was more a case of, you know, that feeling that we've all got as, as fans when you watch mm. your own team and the team comes in mm. and you go, oh, he's playing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and I was thinking, oh, I don't want the lads going on the coach mm. and away game. Well, they're not taking up previously. Maybe a few years ago, <laughs> but it was really getting closer. <laughs> so, so, James, was, it, so was that your mindset, James? You're thinking that yeah. in that time? I, I, I just didn't want to let the club down or people be thinking. Wow. So I, I could have stayed for a year, but it was like, no, I've got to go now where I'm, I'm just about OK. Yeah. I think it's probably like being a defender as well. If you're a midfield player, you can, you can come on sub, you can get brought off. Yeah. As a centre-back... Mm. You're not getting brought off or taken off. You, you know, I just thought, no, I've, I've got to get it. It's horrible. Now. Let's finish with one question. Go on. And it's the question that I actually asked at the beginning. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you never, never answered an an answer. it. <laughs> and I'm here an hour later. We've for an hour. Who should have the final say on a player coming into a football club? Oh, but it's a silly question. It doesn't have to... Well, uh, who has the well, veto? Like that. Who has the veto? one who? or the other, isn't so, it? Yeah. Right, OK. Who has the veto at a football club? On a transfer, there has, that that does exist. Who has a veto? Well, I'm gonna say the sporting director. Well, who's gonna get the who's gonna get the blame when it goes wrong? I'm gonna say the sporting director. I, I, They're in I, charge of sport. I'd club. probably agree. I I'd probably agree with that. You agreed Just, on something? No. no. No, sorry. I, I think <laughs> the, I, I I think for a manager. Managing the team and how you want the manager should have Pep. Who do you think at Man City has the exactly. final? Do you yeah. think Pep? Pep definitely trusts the people. I think above Pep and Klopp are the exceptions. Right. Okay. Where you've got complete success, you've got stability, you've got great managers, you've got a system that works. I'm talking about the clubs that, to be fair, are in the the churn. Who and brought Phillips to Man City? The other 75. Who decided to bring Phillips to Man City? So we're talking about Man City mm. getting everything right. Yeah, but then we saw Pep the other day Oh, yeah, I know. But I'm just saying, did he want him in? For, for not really, he's not really played him, obviously. Well, it's a, who's the responsible guy for the signs? I always say this. Who is the guy that brought that guy in? I think that's the sporting director's got to take that responsibility. Right. Right. Carl Walker knocked on Philip Storr on England camp. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I'm saying manager. I'm sticking to manager. manager. You're yeah. sticking to it? Yeah. After everything you've heard? I'm sticking to it. I don't know. I, I don't just... Know. Hang on a minute. You own a football I... club now and you're the owner. It's your money. It's no your, no, no it's manager your, should it, ever have a player he doesn't it's want. Your fi- yeah. It's, your yeah. 50, yeah, it's, like that, it's your 50 million wages. It's your 100 million pound fee. Who are you trusting well, that to? I, I think there what? should be parameters tr- around... Who are you trusting that with? Age, you know, price. I get all that. But it can't be, I like him and I don't but like Jamie, him. But, Jamie, do you know the reason? I tell you now, this is the difficulty, because that's how I... Did you just call me then? Jamie. Jamie. Right, Jamie. <laughs> what happened before? Jamie. 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 Right, you sat there as an owner. You've got a budget. You're going to spend. Imagine if you're the owner of a business, mm. right? You don't ordinarily allow other people to control the major thing that you're by. You almost have a major sort of, like, control on that. As an owner, you want someone to manage your money or else they're going to waste a lot of money in football. Who is that person that the owner trusts at a football club? Is it the manager? Is it the head of recruitment? Is it What's the sporting director? Di- when you brought lads Is it the sporting Salford? director or is it themselves? Who brought the managers in at Salford? The managers was me, the managers was right. me Karen and Chris. So if you're on about getting players right or wrong, do you think you brought managers in? What was I thinking? When I look at the managers that we brought in, I think that you know, while some of them may not have been successful, Richie obviously was sacked, but he went on to win a league. Uh, Graham. Yeah, it doesn't matter if they win a league somewhere else. That's mm. no good to you, is it? Yeah, no, but my point is, it's not. Sometimes a manager doesn't work at a club. That That's right, happen. and sometimes a player doesn't work at a club. Yeah, despite all your homework. Is the respo- you knew Richie well, and you the, walked with Richie. But who is the responsible individual for signings at a football club? It's a really simple question, this. It's really simple. It's not a simple question. It is. I don't think it's it is. How can you say it that's is. a simple question? I'm still. No, you're the owner. Get... You're the owner of no, a football club. Got who... to be aligned. It's not. It's no, no, that never happens. That very rarely happens where five of you are all on the page. The owner, the finance director, the sporting director, the head of recruitment and the manager. All five well, you, Hang on, you said before, the owner had a veto, the manager had a veto and, and the, uh, so the CEO vetoes. had a veto. No. So if one of them said no, you didn't sign the player. Exactly. Yeah. Well, CEO, CEO and finance director would always be on money, so it'd be budget. So that, that's quite clear. So if one of them says no... Right, so, but that's money. So if the manager says no, do you right. still sign them? No, I'm not saying you do. My Jeez, point, yeah, I'm how more you confused. You're confusing me, no, I'm not saying you do. If the manager... No, but if you want to bring a player in, yeah. that player walks through the, the doors of your club, right? Who is responsible person? Who is the responsible individual? I'm saying that the sporting director, if that player isn't, they don't think right for that club, they should have the say and, and stop it. Yeah, and what if, you, what if he brings in lots of players and not walking out? Do they get sacked? Oh, absolutely. They're accountable. Right. You need a council get person. sacked. I get it. But well, do they get sacked every six months give, like a manager? You need to give them a period of time, obviously. Right. I just think, as a club, from top to bottom, you have to have a profile. So it might be, OK, we don't buy players above the age of 26. Mm. They've got to have so this much experience. Mm. You may, may have played maybe 150, 200 games. So there's criteria. I get all that. Now, if three or four players meet that criteria for the club, the manager then should pick. Which one? Yes. Right. Can, can, yes. That's fine. That's fine yes. My point is, you said a story before about Jurgen Klopp and Mo Salah. Jurgen Klopp did not want to sign Mo Salah, but the club, sporting director, head of recruitment, wanted to sign him. He said, we must bring him in. Jurgen Klopp has said, OK, I trust you. Yeah. OK. Yeah, so, that's, so he trusts them. It's not saying... So the club haven't said yeah. to him, you're not... No, no you're but having him. He's still got to go... If the sporting okay. director and the head of recruitment say, we shouldn't sign this player, this is not the right profile, but Jurgen Klopp wanted to bring them in, would that player come through the door still? No, my point is that, that's my point. So it's got to, there's got to be a it's criteria. It's a really simple question. A, this no, it, it doesn't feel profile. simple, bro. It's really simple. simple. Who is there's the responsible be... person for Where's my chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Who's the responsible person for a player coming through the door and signing that hundred million pound contract and a seventy million pound fee at a football club? It's, Who is that person? It's not simple because like there's a lot of things that I don't think I'm I know. There's conversations. Person. I know. There's, I know. There's conversations and opinions. Who is the person that goes to the owner and says, "Go for it." 
Have you noticed that? Go the only it. female... Everyone's got to be I together. <coughs> the no, only that, female answered the question. That's what asked me a few years ago. You the manager, but I'm going towards that direction. I think we're finding here the difficulties now by not being able to answer this question ourselves even clearly. The owners and the sporting directors and managers have at a football club to try and work out that. What if you don't have a director it's of football? Not, I think it's very simple. You have a criteria, your finances, mm. and then the, 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 the sporting director brings two or three options. So as a club, of, of, of the player, the bottom. When we're signing players, yeah. we, we we want to buy young players, obviously yeah. for longevity. We've got a certain budget, right? They're the two or three options. And then the manager should. And then the them. manager goes, yeah. well, okay, yeah. I'll have him. I prefer that. One. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. That. So with manager. Me. Manager. There's no way a manager should ever be given a player or have to have a player he doesn't, doesn't want because want. eventually... So Mo, Mo Salah? No, because he Mo trusts Salah. that situation. No, Mo Salah. You just said a manager doesn't want a player, doesn't want, but Jurgen Klopp didn't want Mo Salah. No, but he obviously doesn't think he's a bad player. What I'm saying is he's, he probably knows a player better, mm. but the criteria of the club, the club have been following him for five or six years and he's had trust there because of a relationship. So, sporting director, sporting director. Manager. 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 Both. Oh, oh, that's splintered. nice one, James. That's it splintered. is. No, go through that again, Gal. Go through that again. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the end Jeez. of our transfer window special. Jeez, that was. <laughs> I feel like everyone got a lot off the chest there. Yeah. We don't need to. The boot can be speaks for itself. Yeah. But like Jamie, you're right. It's both. It speaks it's, for itself. It speaks for itself, Jill. That <laughs> look at it. It's screaming. No one can so hear. Funny. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.